1: Is there interest in Kevin Love? Of course there is, and there should be. And is Kevin Love interested in Boston? I think his little weekend jaunt through here suggests that he's willing to consider Boston. But there's so many other variables from there. He's not going to consider Boston if Rondo isn't going to be here.
0: That's Jackie McMullen. She's going to join us here at noon. Tim Benz, Christian Fourier, Lou Merloni. Merloni, Fourier, and Benz on 93.7 WEEI. By the way, the weekend almost here, so how are you going to celebrate? You can start by getting over to your local market or deli for Dietz & Watson premium franks and sausages. Any reason is a good reason to grill When What do you have? Dietz & Watson, an American tradition since 1939. Dietz & Watson products are made from real family recipes and only the finest ingredients and all-natural spices. Just stopped by the studio, gave us enough to feed an entire army. It was delicious. And you guys, how many did you manage to put down? I'm at the... I'm at three
2: currently. I hope to be at six by uh, the end of the show, which gives me two hours to start uh, pounding the dogs down. And I'm using the uh, sauerkraut slash shredded cabbage. I'm just going to call it shredded cabbage. You want some shredded I'm all, I'm all done for
3: the day. I told you. I went back in there for another one. So that's, that's three naked dogs. I don't put anything on the hot dog. Just,
2: that's so it. you load up your quesadilla, but you, you eat your hot dogs naked. Yes. Yes. You want some oil when you're eating your dogs naked? <laughs> do not you give me some of that? <laughs> I don't want that so image so while I'm intent- eating anything. Thank intensive you. Intensive repair, <laughs> enriched lotion. Just I like how everybody. the lotion's just sitting there on the table in the studio. By the way. Well, I just have a <laughs> big.
0: Can this
3: of camera lotion? over well, here
0: zoom in on the lotion? The no,
3: one o'clock hour, Joey. It. I only have one camera. He's got
2: a lotion up for the one o'clock hour.
0: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, what? I'm gonna. Uh, I'm so sending you what my uh, three for all is at some point. And you don't know what my three-for-all is, though, do you? I don't. No, good, because you're getting one soon.
0: If you uh, just joined us now, you might have missed the news before the top of the hour that Kevin Love has a new coach, same as the old coach, Flip Saunders. And you have to think for a moment, guys, if you're a Celtics fan, how this might affect Kevin Love leaving the Minnesota Timberwolves and how I would think if you're Flip Saunders, how less than willing you are to depart with him for just about anything if you're the guy that's going to be the coach on the sidelines.
2: Oh yeah, you're
0: not. I'm buying that a little bit more from Saunders now. You know?
2: Yeah, he's just like he probably. You know, it was funny because when uh, Love was here, they actually interviewed uh, Flip Saunders, and he just looked irritated, like he didn't even want to deal with it. And he was basically like, "Listen, he he he's on. He's under contract for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that's it. That's all I can tell you right now." Maybe in the back of his head, he's like, "Okay, oh, you want to play like that? Okay, done, done. I'm the coach. He's not going anywhere." Although I yeah, I'm,
3: but he, maybe Kevin Love knew. Yeah.
2: I'm out of here. Why? Because I know
3: what Flip's going to do. <laughs> he's going to be the he's, coach. He's going to be the coach. And I'm yeah. out. I don't know. You know I how feeling,
2: about this. feeling, I want to ask Jackie about it, is I, like, I mean, I know there's a lot of debate about it. You know, they threw in Carmel Anthony yesterday, but to some reason, I believe that this deal was almost hashed out two years ago. I mean, just the thought process on it and how to, you know, and how to get to that situation, you know, because it's, it's not like, you know, Danny Ainge is just going to. Hey, uh, Kevin Love, let's get him. Okay, so... You're
0: right. There's there's an element to all of this that's cropped up recently, like Carmelo Anthony is going to be Cog B. Kevin Love is going to be Cog A. But part of the Anthony talk, I think, that sort of reminded people is there's a possibility that the outcome doesn't have Kevin Love coming to Boston, whether it's him staying in Minnesota like Saunders is saying is going to happen or him going to Golden State or Houston. We have to almost consciously remind ourselves that it's not a fate accompli right now that Kevin Love is coming here?
3: Well, I think if either one come here, and this is the point that Jackie just brought up, you said Kevin Love's not going to come here without Rondo, right? And Carmelo's not going to come here and sign a five-, six-year deal without Rondo as well. So if you're going to get either one of these guys, basically what you're doing is you're admitting that you're going to give Rondo a max deal. I mean, you're going to extend him, and you're going to move on with him. And is that what people want? I mean, is he worth it? Or would you do it just to get those guys? Because I think that's where a lot of people... If you can get Kevin Love here, I think you got to extend Rajon Rondo because he's not coming here if it's not if that's not happening.
2: Yeah, I almost I think this is a. I'm interested to hear what uh Jackie thinks, but uh, the more I you know noodle over this uh, as this has been going on, really since the season uh, before the season ended, I, mean, I think this is a done deal. I think the wheels have been in motion for a long period of time.
0: Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It is odd, isn't it, Lou? As You were discussing yesterday. You brought this up, I believe, during the eleven o'clock hour of yesterday's show about how you've got Kevin Love and Carmelo Anthony both largely making their decisions about where they want to spend their career and where they want to play when they have the opportunity to go everywhere. And as you just pointed out, it leverages largely on what Rajon Rondo wants to do. Whereas a lot of Boston fans don't want Rondo to be their point guard anyway. And a lot of people don't really want to see him maxed out or given a long-term deal. There's a bizarre disconnect between how a lot of other players in the league view him and how Celtics fans view him.
3: Well I almost sort of look at him like like uh similar to like say Ellsbury, right? You know he's a great player and you obviously love to have him on your team. But do you want to pay the price? You know, and in baseball there's no salary cap. So in basketball what there is a salary cap is do you want to pay him max dollars? You know he's good, but is he worth that? He's worth and, that and, if he's
0: the ambassador to get the other two here. Yeah.
3: Well, that's why the timing of Rajon Rondo's contract is key to this whole of this next move for Danny Ainge. If this whole thing blows up and everything falls through and they actually take the sixth pick overall and then they come back and actually take the 17th pick overall and now you look at, you say three years is too long, it's going to be a lot longer than three. So if that's the case, then no, you're not bringing Rajon Rondo back here to pay max dollars to play with a bunch of young kids during a rebuilding year because by the time that this team would be ready to win, Rondo's out the door. So, you know, you only extend Rajon Rondo if you're bringing in Carmelo, if you're bringing in Kevin Love, and you think within the next two, three years or next year you can compete. If this is a long-term process and you just draft the kids, then no, Rajon Rondo will be dealt or he'll just walk away. Well, it's
0: like we just chronicled a half hour ago. There are so many moving parts. There are so many dominoes that have to fall. The sequencing is kind of important. And there is, and pro sports, you never think of it this way, there has to be to... Some certain degree, an element of trust between the Celtic management that's trying to pull this all off and all the other players involved. That yes, we're going to try to get these guys here, and the players, i.e., their agents, have to trust each other too. That's tough. Well, yeah, that's what I think when I when I look about it and you and try to connect all the dots and you take all the
2: information and you start looking at okay, Kevin Love's agent is Jeff Schwartz, you know, and Ke- Jeff Schwartz and Danny Ainge are buddies. So, and then you go okay, so. You think about this, you go, listen, hey, Kevin Love does not want to be here. He doesn't want to play here anymore. We're going to move him. Okay? I'm Danny Ainge. All right, well, I got to start moving pieces. All right, uh, Paul Pierce, gone. Kevin Carnett, gone. Doc Rivers, you want to go to the Clippers? Sure, gone. Now I have all these assets. I have tons of assets. And by the way, hey, owner of the team is saying there's going to be big fireworks. Right. Maybe giving away a bit of what's going on. Like, I think – and, and then thinking about Danny Ainge, he's not going to just sort of sit on his heels and wait for things just to happen. He's going to be proactive. You know, he's going to be aggressive. So I think this is a deal, although it's not on paper.
0: It was in the works uh, two years ago. All right, as promised, Jackie McMullen joins us right now, and Marloni, Fourier, and Ben's Jackie. The news coming out about forty-five minutes ago, half hour ago, that Flip Saunders has decided to make himself the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. How, if at all, do you think this affects the future? of Kevin Love in Minnesota, or maybe better said, how, if at all, do you think this affects the future of Kevin Love coming to Boston?
1: Right. Uh, Not a stunner at all, Tim. And welcome, by the way, to Boston. Oh,
0: thank you very much. I appreciate that.
1: Um, Not a stunner at all. I think this is what a lot of us were expecting. And I'll tell you what I think it means. I think it means he's going to say to Kevin Love, you know what? I know you want to go somewhere else, but I'm going to take over this team. I'm going to be the coach. I'm going to be in control here. You and I can work together for a little while. Let's see if you like what I'm doing. Let's see if we can make this work. And if not, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Kevin Love. I'll let you go. I'll let you go down the road, okay? I'll let you go at the trading deadline in February, or maybe I'll even let you walk next summer. But here's the deal. I want you to give me some time. I want you to come to training camp with me, and I want you to give this a try.
2: Don't buy into it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't buy. It's a trap,
3: right? So you think it's a long shot, Jackie, that he ends up here, Kevin Love?
1: I wouldn't say a long shot because I don't think – I, a, I don't know if Kevin Love will go along with what Flip is suggesting, and B, even if he does, I'm not sure he's going to like what he sees enough to stick it out in Minnesota. I think uh, Love is a is an interesting guy. He markets himself very well, as evidenced by his little uh, foray into our parts of the city last weekend. How, how much better could he have played that? And so I think he's still interested in lots of places, Golden State, Chicago. He'd love to play with Kevin McHale in Houston. I just don't think they have enough to give uh, flip Saunders back to make uh, Saunders happy enough to do that. So I, I still think Boston is a very viable location for Kevin Love because even though Minnesota's spinning it by saying we we think Chicago could offer us more, we think Golden State could offer us more. I'm not really sure that's true. I mean I, I don't know what what more you could hope for then. and and forget the sixth pick for a minute. The real valuable thing if you're going to rebuild are those New Jersey picks. I mean those are those are going to be. Valuable, valuable picks. So you have, you have the best package in terms of draft picks. Probably not the best package in terms of actual players going forward, young players going forward. I would give the, the nod to Chicago. i give the nod to Golden State if they'll part with someone like Clay Thompson. Yeah, so
2: based on the picks and the situations, if the Kevin Love uh, situation does not work out, if that doesn't happen – what do they do with the picks that they have? Is it, Do they trade back? Do they stay where they're at with number 6? You know, utilize 17, try and get an early second. What do you think the, the smartest move is for them to do?
1: Well, I mean, there are some other free agents. Maybe you could try to pull off a sign and trade. The thing, there's so many moving parts here, guys, and that's, that's part of the problem. If you're trying to uh, draw a free agent here, I'm going to assume that means you're going to use Rondo as part of the bait. You're going to say, "Look, you can play here with a a past first point guard who doesn't care at all about scoring and wants to make you the best player they can make." But meanwhile, Rondo can walk on them next summer. And we know we know a few things about Rondo. He wants a max deal. He wants to play in a big city, and and he wants you know he wants to be led. He, he's you know he's a guy that very within the last year or two was claiming he was the best point guard in the league. So you still have to contend with him, his feelings, his ego and how the rest of these guys fit in. Because Boston isn't even remotely a destination for Kevin Love or Carmelo Anthony without Rondo here.
0: Jackie McMullen with us here on 93.7 WEEI and the WEEI Sports Radio Network. You brought up Carmelo, Jackie. I was a lifelong Celtics fan. I went to Syracuse. There's a special place in my heart for Carmelo Anthony. I'm emotionally torn over this idea. I want hey, to see him get here over it, Tim, in green and white. <laughs> but I also know that I'm going to be put in the constant, uncomfortable position of defending him whenever he has one of those like seven for 25 games. Uh, How should I put this through my own skull here and think about it? Is it smart or not smart for the Celtics to go after Carmelo Anthony?
1: Listen, if the Celtics could end up with Kevin Love, Carmelo Anthony, and Rajon Rondo, which I just think is just a long shot to have all three of those guys here. I just do. If they could pull that off, you really shouldn't be worrying about it. You just shouldn't be. The, the issue is it's the Celtics' worry, number one. The big worry you have is what it does to you defensively. You know, the Celtics won their championship in 2008 as a defensive first team. Uh, that wouldn't be the case with that trio. That just wouldn't be. So I will say this about Carmelo. I think he gets a bad rap. I really do. Uh, he, he's a guy that wants to win. I don't, he takes a lot of shots, but as crazy as it sounds, I don't really think he's a selfish basketball player. I think you put him in the right system, I think if Phil Jackson could hold on to him in New York, I think Carmelo Anthony would thrive in the triangle offense.
0: So would you be okay with him coming here as a plan B if they don't get Love then? Let's say Love does stay in Minneapolis or something like that, and it's Carmelo as a plan B for the big off-season acquisition. How would that sit with you?
1: Well, I just don't think it would happen. Because okay. I don't think Carmelo's coming here just for Rondo. I'd be surprised. I think Carmelo's another guy that's looking at Chicago, um, looking, giving a long look at the Lakers. I, I just don't think Boston would be one of his top choices. So. What, what, whatever I think or you think, to me, is irrelevant. I just don't think it's it possible. I, it, the, the first domino that has to fall, if you want all these scenarios to take place, is you got to get Kevin Love here. And based on my sources and the information I got over the last couple of days, Minnesota is not going to do anything in the short term. And, and Flip becoming the coach, to me, just cements that. They're going to hold on to him. They're going to see if they can talk him into staying. Remember, they can pay him $26.5 million more than anybody else, as as their free agent, and I think so. I think you're just everybody's just going to have to sit tight and see how things unfold.
3: No, Jackie, if this let's just say it falls through, right? Like you're saying, no Kevin Love, no Carmelo Anthony, the Celtics take six, they take 17, they go with some good young players. Is that pretty much cemented as far as Rajon Rondo's future here? I mean, if the if the rebuild is going to be that long, is Rajon Rondo out the door?
1: Remember, Rajon Rondo decides whether he's out the door or not. That's the thing, mistake everybody keeps making, in my opinion. They keep thinking, well, will the Celtics trade Rondo? Well, I think the Celtics would have liked to have kept him, but for a price. And again, as you point out, depending on the various scenarios that are presented in front of them. But remember, Rondo, the player, has the ultimate say in where he's going to play. And I'm not convinced he wants to stay in Boston, and I, I can't really blame him. If this is going to be a rebuild and it's another two to three years, he's got things to do, places to go, endorsements to make, uh, you know, brings to win, and and I don't know that anyone can blame him
2: for that. Hey, Jackie, we know you you talk about everything, and, and I know basketball may be number one uh, for your job, but I know your heart is on the the football field. So, <laughs> uh, so obviously, Colin Kaepernick signs a huge deal. Yeah, what does that wow. say? I mean, does that does that you know if you can put yourself in Tom Brady's shoes based on what he's done for the team, for the city, and the new deal that he struck? Do you think at all there's a point time where he's going to say, "Listen, I want more." even though he just signed an extension last year?
1: You know, I, I don't think so. And um, I, I just always have believed that there's bigger things in Tom Brady's future with the New England Patriots. Um, you know, he and Robert Kraft obviously have a very close relationship. And I thought they did a smart thing um, when they extended out that contract until, until he's 40 years old. And the money, the money is, is small, right? Very small compared to his skill set, compared to all the rest of the quarterbacks. If you're an aging quarterback and, you know, presumably you're not going to be at the peak of your career when you're 39 years old, it's a lot easier for the Patriots to sell Tom Brady uh, as your quarterback when he's making $5 Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I think that was strategically done. Uh, I expect that Tom Brady is going to be in the front office of the New England Patriots. At least that's my expectation. No one's ever confirming is mean, you know, this isn't a news story. This is just a hunch, but I think it's one all of us. Pat, Christian, I think you and I have even talked about this.
2: Yeah, no, we. we it's funny you mention that because we talked about it before you were on.
1: Okay, well, there you go. So, I just don't listen, Brady has a right. If I were Brady, I would have been pitching about 100 pits by now. Maybe he does it in private. I thought when you reworked the last deal and, you know, they're supposedly going to do that so they could prove the receiving core. And what do they do? They let his favorite receiver go and really didn't add anybody, well, I guess Amendola, but that didn't, certainly didn't work out that well. So if I were Tom Brady, I'd have been a lot more impatient uh, publicly than he has been, but that's why you've got to admire the guy, whatever complaints he has or um, whatever, you know, he keeps it behind closed doors, and that's, that's what leaders do.
0: Well, Jackie. According to Christian, he's not only just as good as he used to be; he's actually getting better. So he's going to need two or three more contracts. I don't know if you buy into that as well, but that's that's for Christian
1: getting better. Huh?
0: Yeah, he's getting better. Well, he's
1: certainly smart, and you know, that, I, I there don't you know go. That's a big deal of, uh, about the uh, the the article about Tom Brady slipping and all that. I just think qu- quarterbacks are cerebral. That's what they are, and and he's one of the best. And uh, and I think that's something he has. You know, he studies the game. Every article I've ever done. Tom Brady has talked about his his intelligence and the way he approaches the game, and, and I don't think that's lessened any over the years. So, I mean, he's going to beat you with his head, not his feet. We you know that.
3: You know, Jackie, uh, yesterday we got the news Don Zimmer passed at 83. Oh, 60, yeah, that was sad. 66 years in the game, and I was kind of looking at him like a, like a Johnny Pesky type. Right. Um, what were your thoughts when you heard the news?
1: Well, I was sad because, um, you know, I, I didn't have the privilege of, Uh, knowing Don Zimmer during his stretch here as manager of the Red Sox because I was too young. I was still in college. But certainly I covered a lot of baseball (laughs) after that. Got to know him a little bit when he was in New York. And, you know, feisty, fiery, uh, passionate about the game. I mean, my goodness, got married at home plate in the minors, played with Jackie Robinson with the Brooklyn Dodgers. I mean, what the the stories that Don Zimmer has had to tell and everybody around him has talked about his love for the game, his love for the players. The one thing I always felt bad about was I always felt a little bad for Pedro uh, with that that incident when, you know, Zim charged the mound. And, and of course, that's always going to be part of his epitaph. And I think that's too bad because uh, I thought it was too bad for Pedro. I don't know what choice he had. The guy was coming right for him. But I also felt bad for Zimmer that uh, that's part of his narrative because I don't think it should be. He's a great baseball guy. Joe Torre will tell you that he made – he made him look outside his comfort zone. Tori, I think, was a pretty conservative manager until Zimmer got beside him and then convinced him to take some chances to, you know, stand his ground with some of his more famous players. And uh, what a great legacy for uh, Don Zimmer.
0: Jackie, thanks so much for coming on. Glad you joined us here, and let's do it again next week, okay?
1: That sounds like a plan. Hey, All
2: right, all right Jackie. Jackie. thanks, Jackie. We'll all right,
0: you. that is Bye-bye. Jackie McMullen here on MFB, Marloney Fourier, and Benz on 93.7 WEEI and the WEI Sports Radio Network.